Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Sadie here. If this is your first time listening to the Leaving Eden podcast, make sure you go back and check out episode 57. It's a primer episode for new listeners. That episode tells my personal story and gives you all the terms and information that you'll need to know going forward. Also, check out our cult true crime series, The First Family of Fundamentalism, so that you can get the whole cult story. If you like our show, you can support us by joining our Patreon, where we have extended and uncensored episodes, as well as other bonus content available. You can also join in the discussion in our Facebook group, that group is called Eden Exodus. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your worst enemy. The Leaving Eden podcast is a fully independent podcast, and we really appreciate your support. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Leaving Eden Podcast Game Show. My name is Gabrielle Hakoen, and here's your host, Sadie Carpenter. I am once again asking you for a soundboard. Telling you, we need a soundboard. Hi, I'm called expert Sadie Carpenter, and today we are bringing you along on a journey into a only mildly terrifying part of my former cult world and cult childhood experience. Now, who's ready to play? Let's get triggered. I'm I'm so ready. This is going to be great. Yeah, you got your therapist on speed dial. We're we're, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want to... Give the people a rundown. Yeah. So so today we are going to talk about uh, IFB children's songs. I know there are people who probably need to actually avoid this episode, but I think for most people, this is going to be more like classic Leaving Eden light triggering. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. LMAO triggered, not like I have to go to bed and put my head under the covers for six hours. Like, not like that. For most people, 
<laughs> it's like how acupuncture is nice and you don't, but you don't want to get stabbed. Yeah. Is- yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I hope that this will be, we're going to be making uh very light. If you can't uh, tell by our intro, we're going to be making light of this topic and just, just having fun uh, while also pointing out some actually toxic characteristics in IFB children's children's songs, the kind of songs that you would sing on a bus or in a Sunday school meeting. So yeah, this isn't going to be like two weeks ago when we had to deal with nearly a thousand people being murdered, which yeah, was... not at all like that because we need, <sighs> we need balance in our lives. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to do like, we're, we're, we're going to do this like a game show yeah. is, is how we, we plan to do this. We wanted to make it fun. So we're going to do it like a game show. Sadie, do you want to explain the rules today or, or of the game or, or do you want me to? I can do the rules. Okay. So what I have done is I have made a sort of Jeopardy board type uh, graph of these songs. I have put them into categories and then I've ranked them within the categories based on how uh, toxic I think they are. And we're going to go through the categories similar to how you would go through a game of Jeopardy. Because I think that'll mix it up and, and make this experience a little bit more fun for everybody. So you don't want me to go in order when I'm guessing categories. I'll just like jump around the board. That's what yeah, you want. Yeah, let's just we'll just we'll just jump around. You'll get to choose a category so you can say like give me Christian nationalism for a thousand, Sadie. And we'll play a little clip of the song for some of these songs that people might not know as well. We'll have a discussion and uh keep it moving, keep it light, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so what do I win at the end of the show? At the end of the show, you win a greater understanding of my childhood, a greater understanding of my current and ongoing anxiety disorder, and uh, the opportunity to tell us all whether this was better or worse than you thought it would be. Also, I win the opportunity to use the getting songs out of my head technique that you taught me on the Patreon a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. use fundy brainwashing techniques to unbrainwash yourself from these brainwashing songs that we are going to talk about today. Wow, that is truly meta. The the fundies are working against themselves. Uh and we're just really excited to be playing this game here with you today. Um also, this goes without saying, uh, and we do have to say this because we've gotten into trouble for this before. All of the clips of the songs that we are playing fall under the category of fair use. Okay. We are playing these songs for the purpose of criticism, not to make money off of the songs themselves. So whoever forced us to pull our patch the pirate episode because of copyright claims, please go f- yourself. This is not like. <laughs> well, I've also I've yeah. left Patch out of this one. Oh, it's a yeah. patch-free oh. episode. Okay, well that's cool. Um, so anyway, before we get into that, the Leaving Eden podcast is the podcast about my BFF and co-host Sadie Carpenter's life in and escape from the independent fundamental Baptist cult, the cult in which she was raised. Uh, we talk about this cult, we talk about other cults, we talk about religion, we talk about fundamentalism, we talk about the real and present threat that cults and cult ideologies pose to society as a whole, and it is our goal to promote freedom of mind, freedom of thought, and freedom of religion. So if you like our show, if you're a fan of our show, there are numerous things that you can do to support us. Obviously, easiest one, number one thing, hit that like button or that subscribe button, whichever uh, on your podcast platform that that gets you the new episode right when it comes out because that's really the thing that helps us um 
so that it will recommend our show with the algorithm to people who listen to the same podcast as you and we can get a bigger audience and be more successful. Um, you can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash leaving Eden podcast, and you will have access to extended and uncensored and ad free versions of most of our episodes. So, um, you can also get access to Sadie's writings there uh, of, of about her experiences and she's got some cool ones up there you can join our facebook group and our subreddit both of which are titled eden exodus so it's facebook.com slash groups slash eden exodus and reddit.com slash r slash eden exodus and those are both great places to have a discussion about the show and the things that you hear on the show um i guess that's kind of it we just have to plug our uh we just have to thank our faith promise missions and i gave it all to your patrons unless there's anything else is there anything else we got to talk about before that uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. Well, without further ado, um, our, our, I gave it all to your patrons. Same two as always, Kathleen Moncrief and Melissa Mosley. Oh my God. You guys keep supporting us through everything. And you guys are literally fantastic and amazing and incredible and unbelievable. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Kathleen and Melissa. Yeah. I, I just going above and beyond. Um, and other people who go above and beyond are our faith promises. Your names are Alex Todd, Allison MacArthur, Anisha Patel, Brittany, Brooke Tully, Krissa, Crystal Patterson, Dear Ethan Hansen, the musical, Eleanor Donahue, Elizabeth DeWorth, Emery Fairlosser, Hannah Ross, Hope Norum, Horton Here's a Shame, just here to send Sadie true crime podcast suggestions, AKA Meg, Janine Collin, Jen Kaharski, Jessica Tambo, Jonna, Jonathan Miller, Kate Turby, Kristen Marie, Lauren Vanderwall, Linda Morgan, Lindsay Goss, Lorena Watson, MC Crunchwrap, hashtag the boy who cried sauce, Madeline Antrim, Marlena Stuve, Mary Williams, Mary Martin, Megan Arendt, Miranda Day, Rebecca, Rob the Methodist, Sarah Reese, Scooby Sleuth, Stephanie Johnson, Susie, Tara McNamara, the Lady Rabbi, part of the clergy crew, Tiffany Enderby, Walnut, Son of Walnut, Wendy Dalton, and as always, West the Cowboy. Thank you all so much. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our I Gave It All and Faith Promise Missions tier patrons, but also a big thank you to our Tithe and Offering tier patrons and to all of the fans of the show who support us in so many ways on social media, recommending us to friends, uh, all the things you do. We are so thankful. Sadie, hit us with that TW and then let's get into it. Okay. In general, we talk about a lot of potentially triggering topics on our show, including but not limited to suicide, mental health, racism, misogyny, PTSD, PTSD symptoms, child abuse, mental, physical, sexual abuse, and spiritual abuse, including guilt, shame, and fear. In many or most episodes, we'll mention at least a few of these topics, but we try to avoid graphic detail unless it's relevant to the story that we're telling. And we do our best to always give the audience a heads up before we go into detail on any of those topics. In this episode, we're talking about IFB children's songs, and this is a tricky one to TW because the topic in itself can be triggering to some people. 
and that's completely valid. But there shouldn't be anything in this episode that goes beyond that topic. We'll be playing clips of some of these children's songs. Uh, so if children's voices bother you or if hearing these songs sung is going to bother you, feel free to hover over that skip button as needed. These will be short clips and we're not going to play anything that's uh, surprising. We'll let you know the title of the song before we play a song. So there won't be any jump scares if there's a particular song that really bugs you. So I would love to know, when I say IFB children's songs, Gabby, what do you imagine? What do you think this is going to be like? So I've listened to some Patch the Pirate, and I've listened to the Hiles Anderson tour tapes, so I assume it's basically something between those two. This may surprise you a little bit then, because the actual answer is it's more like um, preschool songs, kindergarten songs, uh, songs that you would sing on the bus to a field trip or at scouts or on the way to summer camp but there are some of these songs are modified for ifb kids and ifb purposes and then other songs are written in the same style for ifb kids so instead of singing the wheels on the bus you're singing the wheels on the soul winning bus the wheels on the church bus is actually literally a song they sing (laughs) So I'm tr- I'm trying to think of songs that we would sing on the bus, like going to camp or, 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 or you know, just on, on a bus when we were kids, if we were going on a field trip and we would sing like, you know, like if, if it was like a baseball team, we were going to a baseball game. Um, it would be like, we will rock you by queen be- because, you know, they have the stomp, stomp clap part. And that's like a sports song. Yeah, so we would not have been allowed <laughs> to sing We Will Rock You. Although, of no, I, I take that back. That's a bus song at First Baptist Church of Hammond. Really? Yeah, We Will Bus You. It, it's not, <laughs> that's not a song that I grew uh, up singing because uh, in my church growing up, like, oh, that's a worldly song and we shouldn't be associating that with church. The bus ministry at First Baptist Church of Hammond is a little bit more lax on that particular topic and they did have a version of we will rock you but what i'm talking about when i talk about ifb children's songs it's more like kindergarten or preschool songs like baby bumblebee bingo head and shoulders knees and toes if you're happy and you know it like that kind of thing so it's like if you're saved and you know it clap your hands yes that is what it is (laughs) But then you might not clap your hands because you just had cry night and you're not completely 100% sure that you're saved. We'll get to if you're (laughs) saved and you know it. There's a whole, there's a whole rabbit hole. I want to go down on that song, but there's, so yes, some of them are regular kid songs that have been modified, like the wheels on the church bus, or if you're saved and you know it, there's also a whole world of IFB children's songs that sound like regular kids songs like this is a song that is a simplified melody for little kids and the words are easy to memorize and it has hand motions to keep little kids engaged in singing the song there's a whole songbook of not a literal songbook but a whole collection of these songs that you would really only know if you grew up in evangelicalism and we're going to talk about a lot of those And then there's additionally a whole bunch of songs that you would really only know if you grew up specifically IFB. So why don't you give us the categories? Okay. So the categories that I prepared for today's Jeopardy style game are, uh, the first category is fine, I guess. Second category is 
IFB-specific doctrines. Third category is toxic positivity. Fourth category is Christian nationalism. And the fifth category is otherwise problematic. And we're not going to be able to cover the entire uh, Jeopardy box here. We're just going to be like jumping around a bit because uh, we we don't have enough. Uh, you know, some of them maybe we'll do on Patreon, but I think. Um, yeah, well, if there's if there's a song that like we have to talk about that you don't happen to pick the box, I'll sew it all up at the end just to make sure that I hit all the ones that I really want to hit. Okay. Um that's that's cool. That's good to know. So we're not really going to miss anything really, really, really important. No, um, I have a I have a secret list that's off of the game board of stuff that can't be missed. So if you happen to not call that category when we're about to run out of time, I will I'll do a rundown of like, oh, these are the ones that we didn't get to, but we still had to talk about. Okay, so our categories. Okay, so we've got fine, I guess, IFB doctrines, toxic positivity, Christian nationalism, and otherwise po- problematic. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? I, you know what? I want to start with, I, I think the best, we're going to do fine, I guess, to start out with. Is that okay? All right. So why don't we do, uh, I'll take a fine, I guess, for, are we Are we um, in in like a, 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 a double points or single points? So is it uh, we're 100? In, we're in single jeopardy. So I've got two, four, six, eight, and 1,000. Okay. So I will take fine, I guess, for 400, Sadie. Okay, fine, I guess, for 400 is Jesus Loves Me. This it, It's a classic. It's non-toxic. This is fine, I guess. Okay, I'm going to play a clip of that did right you, now. Did you get the chance to listen to this song? Yeah, I listened to all of them. Jesus loves me, this I don't. Ha- I don't know if I have much to say about this. I've heard this song before. Um, this is this is a, a well-known song. I've heard this song before. I think the thing that I just have to get over is the children singing Sonic aesthetic that weirds me out. Mm-hmm. And, but that's. I mean, that's all that we're going to be talking about today is children singing Sonic aesthetic, which. Mm. R.I.P. to my YouTube recommendations. R.I.P. to your YouTube recommendations. I pulled over 40 links to songs for this episode dude i started getting he gets us ads (gasps) oh well i got a i got a targeted ad for a apartment complex that only rents to practicing muslims so interesting like i get i get why, why people would want that especially if they like keep is it halal is that the yes like the dietary laws yeah, I get why people I get why people would want that, but it's not um, applicable to me particularly. Yeah, it just seems like poorly targeted. Um, anyway, like, uh, is there anything specifically you want to say about Jesus loves me? No, not really. I mean, this, it's this fine. This one's pretty ubiquitous. It's fine. Okay. Um, do you like to pick uh, another song? Okay. How about why don't we do toxic positivity for two hundred? Go for okay, it. Okay. So you said toxic positivity for two hundred. 
Yeah, we're starting. We're starting on the easy end. Yeah. So that is, uh, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, and this is a song that you'll find on The Simpsons. Which episode? You know, I can't remember what episode. It's the Flanders kids singing it. I think it is the one where Homer and Marge get the kids taken away for bad parenting and the Flanders are the foster family. I think it's that episode. But this is this is a song that the Flanders kids sang. Okay, so uh, let me let me play this real quick and then we'll we'll have my reaction to it. Okay. So I I have got the joy 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 down in my heart. Do I have the joy 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 down in my heart? Where Sadie, <laughs> down in my heart. Where? <laughs> yeah. Um. So so I feel like people might be wondering why this song ended up in the toxic positivity section and not in the this is fine section. Yeah, I'm a little curious too. Because this on on its face, it's kind of annoying. But other than that, like, yeah, because like, what is what is wrong with if you are, you know, it is a parental choice whether or not you are going to tell your kid that they've got the joy, 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 joy down in their heart because of Jesus. Like what that that's that's a parenting choice. It's a choice that some parents wouldn't make. But like, what's wrong with that? It's it's a common theme in children's songs to have happiness or joy be a part of the song. Miss Rachel has a song called I'm So Happy. Or if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Right. Yeah. So this only counts as toxic positivity, in my opinion, because of the way that IFB children are raised and when taken in context with other IFB toxic positivity songs. Yeah, it's not like it it says I will never be sad again be- in my life because I've got the love of Jesus. If it said that, that would be a huge problem. That's a red flag right there. Right. So this is it's really only toxic because of the IFB uh joy acronym, the teachings on what joy is, and the entire environment of raising a child who is never allowed to be sad. Okay. So that's why it's at the uh, 200th level for this for this uh, experiment. So, um, do you th- okay? So, uh, I, I, I'm wondering: Do you think I should go for something that's like a higher level, or should I go for something that's a lower level? Like, I don't know if I want to get all of the lower levels out of the way early, or if I want to like jump to something like like high level now, or just like mix it up a bit. I I don't know. Go where your heart leads you. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go to IFB Doctrines for 1,000. IFB Doctrines for 1,000. This is a fun song. (laughs) So this song is the B-I-B-L-E. You probably had never heard, I wouldn't assume you'd ever heard this one. 
before. No. Um, okay. Well, let's play it. Let me play okay. it. Okay. So, so I, I remember back in episode two of this podcast, in, in the rock and roll is the devil's music episode, the second episode we ever did, we talked a lot about racism. You told me that repeated lyrics in a song were rock and roll and that rock and roll was satanic. This song is just one verse that they repeated over and over and over and over for two minutes, and then they called it the song. So it's, it's actually not because the IFB have additional verses. <laughs> Oh God! What's yeah. the additional verses? Well, so so number one, uh, this is I think this is a normal non-IFB Christian children's song uh, because I've heard this song in non-IFB children's programs. What makes this an IFB doctrine song is that in the IFB, when you get to the end, like I stand alone on the word of God, the B I B L E King James. Oh, you have to add that on. You have to yell out King James, um, because obviously that's the only the only Bible uh, in IFB land. The second verse, I couldn't remember all of it, but it starts with the B-L-O-O-D that Jesus shed for me. Okay, well, that's a little bit more. I mean, that's Christian, but it's it's a little bit more gruesome. Yeah, we're going to talk about, I have a feeling, some gruesome children's songs, a few in here. And then also there's one, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I read and pray and then obey the B-I-B-L-E. So the IFB have additional oh. verses. And the you know the, the first verse that's the one that you heard in the clip you played is not that definitely not worthy of a 1000 level question <laughs> but i think the the king james and the bloood and all of that elevate this song to being a pretty pretty heavy hitter yeah i mean you put the bloood in i mean it becomes a metal song real fast you know yeah it's um that's the new release from exodus <laughs> or cannibal corpse <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, can- Cannibal Chords would probably be the Z-O-M-B-I-E. The Z-O-M-B-I-E. Um, Z-O-M-B-I-E. 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 That's and a different song. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I mean, it's it's a song that has spelling in it, and it's not this bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s okay so let's let's skip down i i want to talk about the b-i-b-l-e uh that's sung to the tune of bingo so i'm gonna go ahead and block it. i had that one on ifb doctrines for 600 <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> because so- they do that um there is a book that comes from god and bible is its name oh yeah b-i-b-l-e okay mm-hmm. i mean is it <laughs> is 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 that just kind of it or is it like any, That's all I remember. Okay. So it's not that bad. It's just kind of like annoying, I guess. Um, it's it bugs me. It bugs me that kids can't be kids. You know, it it bugs me that everything has to be turned into uh, a religious thing. Like I don't see what the harm of having a group of kids in church sing bingo would have been. In my experience, and in a lot of other people's experiences changing the lyrics to normal kid songs to make them Christianized or fundiized, it puts a barrier between the kids who learn that and other kids. 
Because I didn't know bingo growing up. I knew this. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's that's so really it, fascinating. It it puts a a wall between your kids and other kids, and it makes it, as far as bite model stuff, it makes it easier to enforce insider versus outsider thinking and us versus them thinking. And it feels like a form of information control because when you're that deep into it, you know, you could be at a kid's program at the library and the person who's leading the kid's program at the library wants to sing bingo, but you don't know the words to that. Or you, if you do know the words to that, you keep messing up and accidentally singing B-I-B-L-E because like, that's what you know. And it, it adds a degree of separation between you and the other kids where you can't, you seem weird. You seem like an outsider. You can have trouble relating to other kids. That's really poignant. It's like, it's a little thing, but it's, it's, it's all the little things kind of add up, don't they? Yeah. And when you're talking about like the tools and information that you give a kid to interact with the world, a kid only has a limited amount of information because they've had a short lifetime so far and they haven't had time to gather a large amount of additional outside information. Am I, am I, am I making sense? Like what you're giving perfect sense. I totally get what you're saying. That, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So you're just, you're not giving the kid tools to, to socialize with other people. And if you're, if these are the only songs you're giving a kid, these are the only songs you're giving a kid. The other thing, yeah. like when Cause they can't listen to secular music anyway, they can't mm-hmm. go out and listen to like, uh, they, they can't go and like buy whatever uh, uh, a CD is on. I, man, I'm, I'm dating myself oh, right man. now, but I'm like thinking, you know, it was like, oh, I want to get whatever CD I heard on the radio. And and-, mm-hmm. and and these kids don't have radio and they don't have like the Disney Pandora station or whatever it is that kids listen to now. So that's one issue that I have with Christianizing regular songs, because if a kid grew up knowing the bingo song and then also learned the B-I-B-L-E to sing in church, I wouldn't have any issue with that. If the if the kid had access to, to both and could assimilate between the two groups of kids that they hung out with. I think the other the other issue, though, that I have with Christianizing uh, typical kids songs like the wheels on the church bus, like this one, like a couple more that we're going to talk about, is that it teaches children that you have to be able to Christianize everything. So then you've got children who are watching Disney movies. (laughs) This is uh, absolutely not me as a child, why do you ask? But children who are watching Disney movies, and then they have to make up a subplot in their head about how the Beauty and the Beast got secretly married before they kissed in the movie because they can't handle seeing people who aren't married kiss in a movie. Or they have mm. to, like, these kids are are believing that all actors and actresses who kiss each other in movies are married to each other <laughs> because they it's a compulsion to Christianize everything mm. and to make everything approved by the standards that they're being raised with and that like can even on the production standpoint it's right gotta be and it it takes away so much from a kid because number one they they think that they have to be able to do that to everything in their life in the real world outside of a movie or a song 
And that's that's got to create a huge amount of anxiety if you're ever in a situation and something that's just like normal for other people is happening and it's just something you're like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and you're just in like a normal social situation it's so isolating right and you have to make a deal out of everything like everything becomes a big deal and that's that's taking away part of a kid's childhood and taking away a kid's ability to suspend disbelief and watch a movie because they have to sit and figure out how everybody who's kissing is married is taking that's taking away a piece of their imagination and i think that's where that's the effect of what seems like a really innocent thing of changing the lyrics to a song if it's taken to this extent and even on like a more basic level, this is how we got Scamilton. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until we get to do an episode where we review Scamilton. I know like I'm going to have to watch actual Hamilton first, but then yeah. we can do Scamilton. Um, all right. So on to the next one. I'm going to do, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hop to Christian nationalism. I'm going to go Christian nationalism for 800, Sadie. Can I get Christian nationalism Christian for 800? Christian nationalism for 800. Christian nationalism for 800 is the song, I'm in the Lord's Army. And oh my God. Yeah. This is unfortunately one of the IFB children's songs that gets stuck in my head more than anything else. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, let annoying. me play it. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir! So, I feel like if there's anything I'm going to take heat on for this episode, it may be my opinions on this song. I thought that this song sounded like... uh it sounds like a, yet another song that was originally a different song, but then they changed the words to be IFB. I don't I know. I actually have is- no idea. I know that this song has, um, I know that this song is used outside the IFB. So like I've heard the Southern Baptist kids or whatever singing this song. I just think it's incredibly problematic. This song was extremely creepy for me to listen to. I'll tell you that much. Did you get to the racist verses at the end? The ones about going to Mexico and yeah. uh, and, and, and riding a donkey and... and mm-hmm, uh, wearing a sombrero. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you know they have cars in Mexico, right? Do, do they know yeah. they have cars? They have cars there. You can go to Mexico. You can, you can drive a car. Yeah. They make a lot of cars in Mexico. <laughs> like... Um, yeah. <laughs> Did they not know that? So for for yeah. those who aren't um, hip to this song, they so the the lyrics to the first verse are um, let's see. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. You know what? I heard. I think I heard this uh, on an episode on the episode of The Simpsons, but it had different words. And it was something, something, something ain't what she used to be. You know what I'm Old saying? Old Grey Mare. That's the, that's the tune that this is. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's where I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. That's, man. I just put that just, together. I had literally never realized that until this exact moment. They're just, man. They, they just like. See, that's, 
that's where this feels problematic to me because, uh, aside from the lyrics, because this is taking um, typical children's songs that are written and intended to catch a kid's attention, then adding lyrics about shooting people and being in a war for God. <laughs> and I just, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, extremely problematic. I, I feel like I... And then, like, as if having children fantasizing, because what this is encouraging kids to fantasize about being a soldier for God and actually getting to march in the infantry and ride in the cavalry and shoot the artillery, the, the hand motions that go along with these words are having kids act out being soldiers. And I don't find that appropriate for kids personally. Um, especially the shoot the artillery where all the kids pretend to be shooting machine guns. Like I get that, that a lot of people are fine with their kids, um, playing with gun type toys and, and pretend violence. Uh, it's not really for me, but I think the, the concept of we're going to be in an army for God and shoot enemies is way more problematic than that. Right, because when I was a kid, what were we wanting to play? We'd all want to play Star Wars. And we'd all like when we, at recess, we would all like pretend to be Jedi in Star Wars, and or or we'd all pretend to be like Rebel soldiers in Star Wars and shooting the stormtroopers, and that was what we really wanted to do. Or we'd be clone troopers or something like that, because it was Star Wars prequels era, and we were like running around the playground pretending to shoot each other mm -hmm. with laser guns, like. Right. But, and like, I know that a certain amount of, of pretend violence is how children process the world and how they learn. I don't think that pretending to be in a Christian nationalist army is a necessary part of child development. No. Uh, nor do I think that stereotyping <laughs> people who live in Mexico is a necessary part of child development. I also there I know there is a third verse and I cannot remember it. I even texted a couple people and none of them got back to me. So oh I know God. there's a third verse and I'm pretty sure that it's something about going to Africa and Oh no. Yeah. That's that's probably mm -hmm. worse than the Mexico one. I don't know like I don't know why they they there, I know there's also a Middle East verse. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, the IFB, they have... Why do you think they know, have a beef with Mexico? Beef with Me Mexico loves Jesus. Will you think they're, about this? Like, what do oh, you right, think? Oh, right, they're all Catholic. Duh, okay. That and these people are all conservatives who have a negative stereotype of people from Mexico who believe that they are all, quote-unquote, illegal immigrants who are, quote-unquote, taking our jobs. Oh, that's messed up, man. Yeah. That's so, yeah, they, they, of course they have beef with Mexico. That's stupid. That's man. Yeah, uh. it, it's extremely messed up. Um, I, I know there is also a verse about the Middle oh, East Mexico. that was coined after 9-11. I do not remember that verse either. Oh man, somebody's just like, we got to get him. How how are we going to get him with this new verse that we're going to add on to this song, man? That's how we get these. Man. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that, that's that's a. If you remember the words to that, uh, uh, tell me about them. They're probably too racist to put on this uh, on this episode, man. But yeah, the the second verse is uh, I'll, I'll say these words. I may never take a trip to Mexico, ride a donkey oh so slow, eat a cheesy taco. Also, if you go to Mexico and you get ta the tacos, don't usually have cheese on them. That's the yep, thing. That's like that's Taco Bell. <laughs> That's white people tacos. No, if you get like, if you get like, like a taco is like a, a, a corn tortilla 
and it's got the meat on it and then it's got like the onions and like mm-hmm. cilantro or whatever or something it will be fish fish tacos are good too but those don't usually have cheese on them either like i don't know what like they can't even get the food correct i'm yeah mad about it. tacos are like my favorite food and they f***ed up tacos <laughs> leave it to the ifb they f***ed up tacos man that's <laughs> man yeah that that one that one is rough uh would you yeah. would you like to pick another song from our from our board <laughs> Okay, uh, should I double down on Christian nationalism or should I go in a different direction? Oh, let's do it. What do you want? What do you want to know about? <laughs> okay, uh, Christian nationalism. Let's just go uh, whole hog one thousand. Okay, so Christian nationalism for one thousand is the song "Oh Soldier," which I found out something very interesting about while researching for this episode. Okay, uh, do you want to tell me before or after uh, I play the song? Go ahead. Um, I'll I'll tell you before. Because what I found out is that this is both an IFB song and a military song. So I've provided you links for both the IFB version and the military version. This is a, you know, um, a chant that military people use when they're marching long distances. They'll often do like call and response chants. Uh, and it's a, it's a team building thing or whatever. But this is a IFB appropriated version of a military chant. So I'm going to play this. Oh, soldier. Oh, soldier. Oh, soldier. Oh, soldier. Grab your Bible and follow me. Grab your Bible and follow me. I'm in the Lord's infantry. I'm in the Lord's infantry. If I die in the combat zone. If I die in the combat zone. Wrap me up and send me home. Wrap me up and send me home. Lay my Bible across my chest. Lay my Bible across my chest. Tell the Lord I've done my best. Tell the Lord I've done my best. Oh, soldier. Oh, soldier. Oh, soldier. Okay, I've heard this. Like, if if you ever watch any like army movie, any, yeah, you're like, gonna military hear this. movie, you're gonna hear that. It, like, it's it's like a trope. If you watch mm-hmm. a military movie, it's a trope. You hear this song because mm-hmm. it's an That's, army thing. But they have a version where the the kids are like, man. But the kids are still saying, "Oh, soldier." Yeah, oh, soldier, <laughs> Christian soldier. This is grab uh, your grab your Bible. Follow me. I'm in the Lord's infantry. If I die in the combat zone, wrap me up and ship me home. Lay my Bible across my chest. Tell the Lord I did my best. Oh man, that's oh, that's worse. That's worse than I'm in the Lord's army. That's like they, these are like and and if you listen to the version that we have, that these kids like and there was a video. The kids are like six, seven, eight, nine years old. Those are bus kids video. from an IFB church. Man, <laughs> that's and they're they're like screaming. If I die in the combat zone, wrap me up and ship me home. Like that is not something children should be singing. I'm 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 not sorry. That yeah, is absolutely the f- not no no not appropriate for children. And this is how you get like I don't know. I, I feel like I don't even need to say this at this point. But this is how you get children who fantasize about dying and being a martyr for Jesus or going into a Christianized version of the military to take this country back for God. Like they are preparing children for that idea from five and six years old. 
and preparing children for the idea that you may die as a Christian soldier in the army of God. And yes, I know that the IFB explanation for this is that it's all metaphorical because we're, you know, we're supposed to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ and that's in the Bible. And it's, oh, it's just a metaphor. But children's brains don't work like that. And when you have a child scream the words, if I die in the combat zone over and over again, that child is going to grow up believing that dying in a combat zone is a potential outcome for their life. And don't fight me on that because I was that kid. Man, that's... Uh, I'm Except kinda, for I oh. wasn't going to be allowed in the combat ju- combat zone because I was born AFAB. So yeah, but when it the would just be everybody I love dying in a combat zone. When the government came to your church because they made Christianity illegal, you would have to take a bullet uh, before you would. Uh, before I uh, would wear uh, pants. Wear pants or mm-hmm. renounce Jesus or uh, whatever. Okay, I'm done with Christian nationalism for now. Okay. I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go. Okay, what have we talked about? We've done. Um, we haven't done any otherwise problematic ones. Is this just like. Are, is otherwise problematic just like. Uh, like a, like a smorgasbord of um, yeah, it's a it's a smorgasbord of, of reasons that a thing is problematic that aren't uh, entirely IFB doctrines, toxic toxic positivity, or Christian nationalism. But the song's also definitely not just fine. I'm going to do uh, uh, otherwise problematic for two hundred, Alex. Okay, otherwise problematic for two hundred is the song "Little White Box." Okay, let me play this. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> if I had a little white box, I put my Jesus in and take him out and kiss, kiss, kiss and show him to my friends. If I had a little black box, I put the Satan in. What the f- is this song? Did you guys sing this song? Yes. You about about wanting to kiss, kiss, kiss Jesus, and and then put him in a box and take him around. I am. <laughs> yes. This is a song that I grew up singing as a child, and I remembered it to put it on my list to like go check out and see if it might belong in this episode. And I am so perplexed. I'm so like, I understand why this is, I mean, this isn't like problematic in that it's like a a horrible doctrine. It's problematic. And then this makes no sense whatsoever. This is, I I, like, so you're saying you could sing this song about like a celebrity or a dictator or a children's cartoon character. And it would still be so weird. (laughs) If the thing is that, like, if I gave you a little white box, you wouldn't be able to put Jesus in the little white. Like, that would still be an issue. Like, the issue is not whether or not you have the little white box. The issue is whether you physically can hold Jesus in your hand and put him in the box. Right. And what if what if Jesus doesn't want to go in the box? I don't know. I'm imagining like a, like a, 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 a it puts the Jesus in the box, or else. <laughs> <laughs> So for for those uninitiated, blissfully uninitiated people out there, the the lyrics to this song, and this is weird, it's very weird, 
so it's little red box and little white box. So if I had a little white box to put my Jesus in, I'd take him out and kiss his face and share him with a friend. If I had a little red box to put the devil in, I'd take him out and punch his face and put him right back in. So the concept of this song is that Jesus and Satan are both small enough or compactable enough to fit into a small box the size of a children a child's hands roughly well, and what that we were talking about a couple weeks ago is that what jesus was like five six not, yeah, not a tall not a big guy so you can fit him in a box i mean like a, I like mean, a refrigerator box I mean, sure, you can fit most people in a refrigerator box, but most kids can't lift a refrigerator box. <laughs> I mean, with the strength of the Lord, they could. They, all strong. things are possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I. This is just. This is a weird, weird concept. I don't know why this song exists. Um, Maybe it's it's another one that's like based on a different song, and they're just like. It's uh, this is such a a, a we- like if you know the etymology of this song, please let us know like where this song comes from. This is such a- an oddball. Yep, but this is a popular. This was a popular song uh, growing up in it church. Is popular. I, I so sang this, is this a hit. all the time, and as an adult, I'm just so perplexed by how strange this song is. This is, I mean, it's truly strange. Okay, I, that I've had enough weirdness. Do you? <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm. You know what? Let's go back to fine. I guess fine. That I sounds guess, great. Let's do that. We need fine. That. I guess for six hundred. Okay, so fine. I guess for six hundred is our other Simpsons related song on the list, uh, and that yeah. is the song "Arky Arky," otherwise known as "Rise and Shine and Give God the Glory." So I'm gonna go play it right now. God said to Noah, "There's gonna be a flatty flatty." Leave me alone. So this is the episode. Uh, this is a song from the Simpsons episode. Uh, wh- which episode? It Flanders and it's Homer the Heretic. We talked about this episode mm-hmm. in our Simpsons episode. This is Homer- what Flanders and the kids are singing when they show up to his door to try to reconvert him. I think. Yes. Yes. That's and and then he's like driving down the the street and they're like in the car next to him playing it at him and like. Uh, picks yeah. up the phone they're playing you know um this is an odd song it always seemed weird to me that you would make a children's song out of the the flood of noah where basically yeah. god decided the world <clears throat> is sinful except for this one guy and his family and i'm gonna kill everybody so here's the ifb i'll i'll like sidebar into the ifb doctrine behind this because that might be interesting the IFB idea here is that nothing in the Bible is inappropriate for children except for the book of Song of Solomon. Okay. So, I mean, I was reading, <clears throat> like actively reading the Bible at four years old when I learned how to read. And there's some stuff, and I was starting with the Old Testament, and there's some stuff in the Old Testament that kids should probably not be reading. <laughs> Particularly like uh, people putting tent poles through other people's heads. Oh, I wasn't um, even worried about that. I was thinking about Absalom and Tamar. Oh, yeah. That is no. True. No, a story of, of sibling sexual assault. Um, also, there's a story of with daughters consequences. Of, of the daughters of Lot. Yeah, and that's right up one? there in the beginning. Oh, yeah, Whoa, absolutely. Yeah. 
And that's like right in the beginning. That's in Genesis. Yeah. So first book. Abraham uh, pimping out his wife to some guy and claiming she was his sister. Right, um, because they didn't want to get murdered. If he said if she he's, right. if he said that she was his wife, he would say, "Okay, well, I'm going to murder you and take her." But if it's his sister, but she also was his sister. She was his half sister. Right. So I, you know, I understand that that is a very adult situation. <laughs> that is a very adult decision to have to make. And uh, call me old fashioned, but I don't feel like a four year old should be involved in that story. An upbeat children's song about the population of the earth being destroyed in a flood is uh, seems weird to outsiders, but is definitely on brand for an IFB children's song. Okay, but the lyrics of the song are also extra biblical in that they say, get those children out of the muddy muddy, which is famously what didn't happen. Noah saved his wife and their kids and a bunch of animals, and their kids' wives, and that's it. Nobody else. Everybody so, else dies. <laughs> so the way that I sang, if it makes you feel any better, the way I sang it growing up was get those animals out of the muddy muddy. Okay, so not get those children. Right. So the IFB, I don't know if they have edited it uh, to be more biblical or if they have the original version. Um, I did not look that up, but... I mean, that's one <laughs> that's one problem with this song that we solved. <laughs> but I think what I would say about this song is there's nothing inherently like the 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 death of all of the other people on earth and the judgment of God is not referenced in this song. Uh, so if you know the whole story, it's definitely weird to be singing Rise and Shine and Give God the Glory. A bunch of people just died and we're the only people who didn't. But if the, you know, if the kids are they may not know the whole story, so I don't know. I think this song could be a lot worse because there could be multiple verses about all the people who died and there aren't. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, We Didn't Start the Fire by uh, Billy Joel, where yeah. like, oh, that's a song. That song, like, it's it's really upbeat and then it's referencing just horrible events that are going on and, and, and just. I would also think of um, We Care a Lot by Faith No More. Oh, that's a that's a good f- callback right there. That's a good. That's smart. That's, that's I wouldn't have thought of that one. Like that's a very upbeat song that directly references AIDS and a lot of and like world hunger and a lot of other more serious topics. Let's do like one or two more and go to break. Okay, let's do one or two more. Okay, um, I'm gonna stay f- uh, fine, I guess, and go two hundred. Let's just do an easy one and then go to break. That sounds great. So fine, I guess, for 200 is a song I've referenced on this podcast before, I think, which is I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. I'm I'm sure that I've referenced this somewhere. Okay, I'm going to go play that right now. I am a C. I am a I swear I've heard a version of this that wasn't Christian. I don't know where I would have heard it. I like I, I th- this is this can't be the original version of this song. But this I feel like this is a camp song that you could put any words to and it works. Yeah, any like eight nine letter word you could probably make work. So um Can you put Maccabee in there? 
I am an M, I am an M A, I am an M A C C A B. Yeah, you could do that. You could just make the make this second to last E two syllables. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe I sang the Maccabee version of that at some Jewish thing when I was a kid. That that's like a, 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 a that that sounds extremely plausible. I don't know if if anybody else is Jewish and they've done that or or they have a version of that. Then um, please let me know. Um, so but that the, definitely, yeah. The rest of the lyrics for anybody who doesn't know, um, I am a C H R I S T I A N, and I have C H R I S T in my H E A R T. And I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y. I was going to say that my only issue with this song is how often it gets stuck in my head. That's not true. My other issue with this song is that it gets stuck in my head whenever I have to spell eternally because it took me so long as a kid to figure out what L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y meant. Because right, because it's two words together. Right, and it goes so fast that it's really hard to figure out, oh, live eternally. So now every time I write eternal or eternally, this is also going to get stuck in my head. And along with I'm in the Lord's Army, this is probably the most common IFB children's song to get stuck in my head. But I feel like this is an appropriate uh, Christian children's song because it's basically, it's it's of uh, one probably a fun song to sing if you're on the bus and you're clapping your hands yeah. you're on the bus. And second of all, it's like what is Christianity at its most basic level is if you accept Jesus then you go to heaven and live eternally. And that's basically what this is. Right. Um, and there's there's no focus on hell or not living eternally or the any doubts around that. This is just it's very chill. Um, my other thing that I really like about this song is that I now have a Chuck version. Oh, cute. I, I am a C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, and it works. I am. What What does she say? She uh, I am, She has a uh, Charles in her heart. <laughs> so her name is Charlotte. <laughs> no, I, she has Charles in her. Oh, she's a big Ferrari fan. Big fan of Charlotte Claire. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I like most of the songs that I've made for her. I just fill in the rest with how much I love her or how cute she is or whatever else we're talking about that day. Oh, well, that's cute. She did a great job eating vegetables or whatever it is that is day specific. Let's go take up the offering. And when we get back, we'll play some more IFB children's songs, Jeopardy-esque, but not Jeopardy game show. Hey, Sadie here. If this is your first time listening to the Leaving Eden podcast, make sure you go back and check out episode 57. It's a primer episode for new listeners. That episode tells my personal story and gives you all the terms and information that you'll need to know going forward. Also, check out our cult true crime series, The First Family of Fundamentalism, so that you can get the whole cult story. If you like our show, you can support us by joining our Patreon, where we have extended and uncensored episodes, as well as other bonus content available. You can also join in the discussion in our Facebook group, that group is called Eden Exodus. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your worst enemy. The Leaving Eden podcast is a fully independent podcast, and we really appreciate your support. Now, back to the show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are back from our break, Sadie. Um, we're reviewing uh, IFB children's songs, uh, and I'm so glad that we have been able to get through this far without you having to just like say no. I'm too triggered to continue. This has been exactly what I was hoping for. This is triggering, but like fun, triggering like haunted house, you know, like memories unlocked. Yes, <laughs> but in like in like a fun. This is what I signed up for. Way. Not in yeah. a like I'm done for the day way. Do you want me to just get into the next one? Let's let's do it. Why don't you pick another uh, category for us to go into? Uh, I pick a uh, 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 toxic positivity for eight hundred. Sadie, give me toxic positivity for eight hundred. Okay, so toxic positivity for eight hundred is the song in right, out right, upright, downright, happy all the time. Okay, let me play it. So this song says that I'm happy all the time. And yeah. clearly that is a that is a, an element of toxic positivity. Mhm. Cuz not everybody is happy all the time. Right. And children are people, which is a wild concept. And and people are not happy all the time because people feel a range of human emotions. Once again, children are people. Yeah. So the thing that weirds me out about this, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a fan of, of teaching kids about being sinners in general. You know what I'm saying? Like the... Yeah, and th- I think there's, <clears throat> if that is something you're going to choose to introduce to your kids, I think there are healthier and less healthy ways of doing it as well. So, like, sin is when you do something bad. Sin is when you hit your sister because you know that it is not kind to hit your sister and you choose to do it anyway. Uh, that's that's one way of putting it that that makes it relevant to a kid. And it's still... um valid to choose not to introduce your kid to that concept but you could just use it as like a a, 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 um as a synonym for bad behavior yeah and bad behavior is something that most parents do teach their children about so there's that but then there's also i am a sinner i or i was born sinful and that is obviously much more damaging to a kid Right, and that's the thing that I have issues with more than anything else. But the the idea that kids are singing about Jesus taking away all their sins, that just I don't know. I'm like I I get you know I wasn't raised Christian, so I'm I'm not like I don't know how common this is, and I don't know how that that kind of effect that that has on people. 
Well, that's the same kind of spectrum because I know that I'm not supposed to hit my sister, but I hit my sister anyway, but Jesus forgives me for that is one thing. And what that's going to inspire in a kid is a sense of, of thankfulness for being forgiven. Again, Hopefully, yes. that's a parenting choice, but teaching a kid more about, you know, Jesus had to die because I hit my sister and me hitting my sister is a crime worthy of somebody dying for. So Jesus had to do that for me. Like that's an escalation of that same teaching that I personally believe is much more harmful. I don't, I don't believe that a kid, a, a, you know, a six, seven or eight year old kid is able to handle that teaching. The, the had to die part. I don't think that children are able to process that in the way that adults are. And my evidence for that is that I lived this. I was a child who read on a late high school, early college reading level at six years old. My reading and vocabulary were off the charts, but I was not able to process that information. Like, you are so bad that somebody had to die for it. That was not something that I was developmentally ready to handle. And I don't think that any kid is. I don't think that there's a level of book smarts or a level of cleverness or a level of creativity or any of the other skills that small children have that makes a small child able to process that. I don't think that exists. Enough of my, uh, we thought today's episode was going to be about <laughs> Sadie's trauma. Turns out it's about my trauma growing up. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, check the Patreon and you can hear about it and, and how uh, miserable I was as a, as a child in middle school. Um, but the point being uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that people can well-intentionedly uh, expose their kids to things that, that they are just not, they're not equipped to handle and this is this falls under toxic positivity um, because of of the happy all the time thing, but also the 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 way that sin is conceptualized in the song can be kind of borderline on a topic that a kid isn't ready for. There we okay. go. Now I got it sewed up. <laughs> I, I you know what? I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. um, let's go to uh, I Sadie. Can I have IFB doctrines for eight hundred? IFB doctrines for 800. Oh, back to my trauma. Okay, fine. Your trauma. Sadie's trauma. This is a show about your trauma, not my trauma. Every time I talk about mine, I have to like, it's fine. I've been to lots of therapy. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm doing okay now. So uh, uh, IFB, IFB doctrines for 800 is the song, No, You Can't Get to Heaven. I can't. Well, you can't. Okay. Well, that's true. I didn't. Um... So th I would not be surprised to find out that this was another military song. I wasn't able to find what the source material might be. This is also, this is a song that, that has some reach outside the, um, the IFB. I've heard this, this one isn't 
super IFB specific, but there are additional verses added after the main verses that that are specifically added to support IFB teachings. So it says that you can't get to heaven um, uh, uh, in a limousine because God don't sell no gasoline. Is this song admitting that God is committed to a uh, to an electric future for our automobiles? Well, I think that's uh, no. God is out here driving um, a Hyundai Ionic Five, not a Tesla. Well, this is <laughs> this is a song about how <laughs> this is a song about how we are all um, unworthy and uh, incapable of reaching heaven on our own merits and have to rely on God. Uh, it's I think it's meant to be fun. So, like, the the standard verses that you would hear is you can't get to heaven in a limousine because God don't got no gasoline. Uh, you can't get to heaven in a rocking chair. Can't remember the end of that one. Because the rocking chair won't get you there. Well, obviously, you can, a rocking chair doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have wheels on it. You can't just, like, rock and chair yourself down the street. You can't, you can't like- get to heaven on roller skates. You'll roll right past those pearly gates. So, these, these initial verses kind of makes sense like you can't get to heaven in a limousine it's an analogy like well you can't buy your way into heaven like that okay, makes sense in christian in christian teachings um you can't get to heaven in a rocking chair so i guess lazy people don't go to heaven so like that kind of makes sense roller skates i have no idea i don't know man rocking chairs make me think of like old southern grandmas eating like drinking sweet tea are you saying that that like old southern grandmas drinking sweet tea on their porch in the summertime don't uh get to heaven I told you that that, that that one only sort of makes sense. And then roller skates, I have no idea. I have no idea where that came from. It just rhymes. And Maybe God doesn't like roller hockey. He likes ice hockey better. Uh, well, there there are additional <laughs> verses that are added to support IFB teachings. So one that I grew up with was you can't get to heaven with hippie hair because God don't got no barber chair. But Why there's, there's, a a barber whole, chair? Well, there's a whole lot because in heaven. How is Jesus going to cut his hair? If he doesn't have a barber. Because in heaven, everybody has a perfectly IFB approved haircut all the time and your hair doesn't grow. Obviously. Yes, that is the actual IFB teaching. That doesn't sound like heaven to me. That's You really like haircuts that much? I haven't had hair in over a year. I I mean, I, I have to cut my own hair. But in like heaven, you'd, you'd have your hair back. Yeah, but if I had my hair back, then I would have like you, you have I shown you the picture of me where I have hair like Jimmy Page? Yeah, but White that's Stephen. not allowed in IFB heaven, obviously. Would you let, let's keep moving. Let's pick another song. <laughs> Sorry, this is this got way off the rails. I am trying, folks, I am trying to keep my co-host on track here. Yeah, um I'm going to uh I should have drunk more coffee for this. So I want to go back to uh, otherwise problematic was extremely entertaining for me. Okay. Um, give me otherwise problematic for 400. Oh man. Okay. So otherwise problematic for 400 is another one. I maybe will take heat for um, this is the song. Jesus loves the little children.
Okay, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what about this song is particularly problematic. Uh, it's, it's the uh, the categorization. Categorization. Is that how you say that? Yeah, categorization. Uh, categorization of people into the categories of red and yellow, black and white. The, oh. the red and yellow specifically mm. is is the issue. Here. That's a little yeah. When when is this song from? Oh, this I don't know. From, it's old. So, like, I, I mean, there, like, there, there. This I can sort of understand because, like, the the proper term, the terminology that people use changes. Not saying that that these things were always okay or, or were ever okay or whatever, but like, for instance, do you ever go back in to like the 1960s and listen to old civil rights speeches? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you hear uh, black people referred to as Negroes. In like, if you listen to 19, because that was like the term that was used back in the day. That was like the proper term. Yeah, that was like the respectful term at the time. And obviously we'd never say that now. That's not the term anymore. I mean, that being said, red and yellow is not, I'm I'm not sure those were ever the proper terms, but those were like commonly used and not seen as offensive. That was, yeah, that was was making the rules. Like what colonizing white people thought was the perfectly fine and respectful term to use, even though it was not. Mm, Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, so this um this is obviously problematic. I know that there is an update because somebody who is a children's pastor has told me what the update was, but I texted them to ask them because I cannot remember the words to there's a much better version that they sing now. Some kids sing now. Um, but they did not text me back, so I don't know what it is. I also I guarantee that the IFB are still doing it the old fashioned way. And what we I w- don't change, we never change. <laughs> right, we're not woke. Uh, and, and what I would point out is that singing the original version of the song in 1960 or 1980, when a lot of people just did not know better, is one thing. But my my children's group in 2000 had no business singing this. Yeah, and it just seems like if your entire. Um- thing is reactionary and your whole dealio is oh we got to own the libs and the libs are like you don't say racial slurs and you're just like ha well to own you we're gonna say hella racial slurs that's and mm. and also we're gonna teach our children that the main four types of people are by their like ethnic background and color of their skin yeah red and yellow and black and white they're they're leaving out obviously they haven't seen avatar 2 yet or they would have blue in there as well um (laughs) well also i don't know if jesus loves them because they're aliens that's interesting i wonder that that's a great hypothetical question we got to ask ifb pastor well you know how we you know how we've been getting into like fundy theological arguments that they have for fun that's another one of them is like if there were aliens did jesus die for the aliens or did jesus have to go to their planet and do the whole thing over again uh, because the Bible specifically says that Jesus died for all humans. So what does that mean? If there are aliens, does that mean that Jesus had to go to all the different planets and do it like do, redo? Um, or does that mean that the aliens have to believe in Earth Earth Jesus? That's another one of the things that they'll get into for fun. That's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, 
I'm just, I'm really just not. I think my my issue here is not the idea that Jesus came for all nations and tribes. That's fine. But the idea that we can boil down um, the diversity in the world into red and yellow, black and white is uh, otherwise problematic. That's not even all the people. That's like some of the people. I know. That's not like, I mean, you have, you have red and yellow, which is like Native Americans and Asian people. And then black and white is black people and white people. But then they're like, what about like, I, like that? That's that's a, that. There's still some people that you're not talking about. A like, lot about of people. In, like, what about Indians? There's a billion people in India. Yeah. What about like uh, the entire like, Middle East and most of South America? That's true. Like, yeah. What about what about like? It, there's no Hispanics or, or Latinos in I there as well. Like, what what category do they fall under? That's otherwise a, problematic. <laughs> otherwise problematic. See, that's your that's your problem. I guess God didn't. You can't uh, with, with the taco with the, with the, the 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 sombrero and the donkey in Mexico. I guess uh, um, Jesus didn't die for the Mexicans. Is uh, what I'm taking from these IFB children songs. But <laughs> it's, I, I appreciate the inclusive intent of this song, but unfortunately, the lyrics fall short. Yes, in a couple. Uh, of- prominent ways okay i'm sorry i'm 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 weirded out by this one i'm gonna go back to fine i guess for 1000 sadie okay we gotta do another fine i guess oh this one has um this one has my trauma in it so we can get back to my trauma as well sadie's trauma so uh fine i guess monetizing sadie's trauma for two and a half years leaving eden podcast everybody so uh fine i guess for 1000 is the song hallelujah hallelujah okay let me play this Okay, so um, I don't know how much I actually have to say about this one. This is just... Well, there's no lyrics. It's just hallelujah, 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 praise ye the Lord. And then praise ye the Lord, hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. That, that's it. It's just, that's it. <laughs> Those are the lyrics. Um, so the reason that I have trauma with this song, this song is fine. It is, there is nothing inherently wrong with this song i have trauma with this song and that's why it made the list okay so what's uh, what, what's your trauma so when what's we sang on here when we sang the song growing up we would be split into two groups so it might be boys versus girls or it might be like this side of the room or this side of the bus bus versus the other side of the room or the other side of the bus and one side would get the hallelujah hallelujah parts and the other side would get the praise of the lord parts and the objective would be to outscream the other group. Oh God! Yeah. So the Fundy Hype leader leading the song would be like, "You're not loud enough. Come on, you can do better." And like make us do this song over and over and over again until they got the response that they wanted from the Fundy children singing this song. 
I was a ridiculously competitive child, and I had the religious belief that it was a sin to do less than my best at anything. Do you see where this is going? Oh my God. So you're just I would scream, scream until I was completely hoarse and in pain. I would actually damage and hurt myself singing this song. Like I would nearly black out singing this song because I didn't have a concept of like the leader would say you can do better and I would say, okay, well, I must be able to do better. And I would physically cause pain in my stomach and in my body and in my throat from singing this song and genuinely feel like I was going to black out from screaming so hard. Wow. Because you're supposed to win. You're supposed to be the loudest. And especially if I was stuck on a girls versus boys thing where, and none of the other girls were screaming loud enough. So I you versus all the boys. Yes. I'm trying to compensate. (laughs) And I took this super, super seriously. Laura, I know you're going to text me about this, but I took, I took this so seriously and couldn't, I didn't have a concept of like not giving it a hundred percent, but giving it a hundred percent included up into up and past the point of hurting myself. So that was my childhood experience with and trauma around this song. And this is probably the only one that, that is genuinely triggering to me a little bit on this list. Wow. That's, I mean, uh, like I, I, I've had the experience of screaming so loud that I hurt myself, but like feeling like I, I was compelled to do that. That's so I would mm. just dread like being a kid in church. I would just I would go to church having anxiety and panic attacks over whether somebody would start this song. Wow! Because I hated it because of what I've just described it being a very unpleasant experience for me. So I would wake up on Sundays with anxiety over what if somebody decides to do this song in junior church? Or is there any way for me to get out of doing this song in junior church? So when I became the junior church teacher and the Sunday school teacher and the bus worker, I would never do this song because I just, I assumed that everybody else had the same hatred for it that I did. I mean, that's, that's uh, a compassionate of you, I guess. Um, that that does sound like wow, and because also you know you were the pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. so you also there was that expectation on you as well, right? And- so it's it's kind of a um a perfect storm of different traumatic experiences because if I I had the additional pressure of being the pastor's kid and I could not afford to be seen as non compliant or not participating because that would have been a problem. I also just was just a really good, funny kid. So I believed all of it with all of my heart. So I thought it would have been sinful for me to not participate to the fullest in this junior church activity or bus activity that I was doing. I thought it would have been wrong for me to not push like that. And then I felt bad for not liking it. I felt guilty for not liking it. And I feel like that's this that's this whole episode. It's there's only a few of these songs that are really truly toxic and harmful by themselves. It's it's the whole experience of being a fundy child and singing these songs. I mean that's that does sound like a really difficult experience to oh, yeah. I, yeah, um, I just wanna I I want this to be illustrative <sighs> because 
a lot of these songs, you know, if your kid sings this, if you're a church-going person and your kid sings this in church, I don't want to worry other parents that they're somehow completely ruining their kids' lives. It is totally, I promise, it is okay if your kid goes to church and sings, Jesus loves me. You are not permanently damaging them if you are taking care of their spiritual and emotional health in other ways and having conversations with them about what meanings they take from the songs that they are singing at church. Um, you know, none of these songs individually, except for maybe a couple like, like Oh Soldier, are damaging it's when they're put all together and it's the only thing that a kid has and the kid takes it very literally and the parent's not involved in making sure that they're getting the impression that you want the kid to get from these songs. Do you want to go to Otherwise Problematic for 1000? Oh, absolutely. This is one for you. I specifically, for me? Yes, I specifically put this song on the list because... Um, it's something that I thought you needed to hear. Otherwise problematic for 1000 is the song Father Abraham. I so you I watched the video for this. You sent me the video for this and the video for this was pure nightmare fuel, but I'm going to play <laughs> the song. Um so enjoy So, Sadie, do you want to know the first time I heard this song? I ever heard this song? Oh, yeah. When, when did you hear this song? On an episode of Mad Men. Oh, that's weird. What's the context? The context is <coughs> that um, Don Draper is meeting up with his, uh, I guess at the time, estranged wife or ex-wife. I don't know. But they had their kid with them. Um, and he was like, hey, dad, let me show you this thing that I can do. And he sings... Father Abraham had seven sons, seven sons. And he he does this weird like arms dance or something like mm-hmm. that with his hands. And I was just like, that's it, it like it really I I specifically remember that scene mm-hmm. in that show. So this but was that's a the first fun time I heard this one. This is a fun one to do as a kid. This the song, it the dance that goes with this, um it's analogous to the hokey pokey dance if you know that song which is a normal kid song and this is the closest we were able to get to dancing as kids so i did really enjoy doing this one the only reason this is in my problematic style or problematic section is because of the lyric i am one of them and so are you which is a subtle nod at one root theology and replacement theology uh statistically most of these non-jewish children are probably not descendants of Abraham. And uh, it's got very serious um, theological undertones that the kids are not going to pick up on. Yeah. I mean, this is just like a fun, goofy song, I guess. But the video that you sent me for this song, (laughs) you guys have to look up this video. If you like trigger warning that this thing will haunt your dreams, but it's like it's the, the like the aesthetic of children singing and doing this dance and weird costuming choices. Very is, weird costuming. It's not cult triggering. It's just weird, weird horror movie triggering. It's it's like Muppets almost. It's like kid children dressed up as Muppets, like with the. You know what it reminds me? Did you ever see the movie Coraline where they're sewing buttons over people's eyes? No, but I'm familiar with the reference, and yes, that is very much what it looks like. That is what it. F- reminded me of is like i don't know man it was like oh yeah okay you want to want to hit a couple more and let's close this episode out 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to IFB doctrines for 200. So IFB doctrines for 200 is the song Oil in My Lamp. Okay. Let me play this song. Give me oil in my lamp. Give me burning. Give me oil in my lamp. I pray. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna to the Kings. Oh my God, this is really funny. This Why is, is this funny? I uh, like I can't tell if it's a child singing or like in in this recording that we just played. I legitimately cannot tell if this is a child singing this song or if it's an adult singing and they've used melodyne to remove all of the vibrato so that it sounds like a child singing. Um either way the vocal is extremely piercing. That's just a a, a production note that I had. But Much that, appreciated. that's like really what jumped out to me. Like his, um, it, you, you know, this, like when, like right now, I think the thing is that the trend is in pop music and it has been in like for the past five years or something to sing with zero vibrato. And they achieve this through use of auto tune and melodyne, which are two softwares that two, two software plugins that plug into your music production software that can basically, um, you know, just like make it so that your pitch is absolutely on point every time they can erase all of all of the vibrato from the pitch so that it sounds really piercing and really just straight. Um and almost like using the voice as like a synthetic instrument. Um and that's that's what it sounded like to me. So I can't tell if it's that or if it's like literally a child singing. I am not sure. Uh, so you may notice the if you listen to this song, the first few verses are fine. Um, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, 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 keep me burning till the break of day, which it's a biblical reference. Um, it's fine. Th- there are additional IFB specific verses, such as give me gas in my Chevy, keep me preaching hot and heavy. What? Uh, give me gas in my Ford. Keep me trucking for the Lord. Keep me tr- what? <laughs> the Lord don't sell no gasoline. Yeah, he doesn't I sell thought- gasoline. That's why you have to buy it from people who destroy the planet. Man. But no, uh, this is it's very <laughs> similar to You Can't Get to Heaven. This is a, a typical Christian children's song, as far as I know, that has gotten appropriated by the IFB. And they're like, all of these IFB specific verses and some of them may only be specific to one church or a group of churches within the IFB uh, that lead to some interesting doctrinal teachings. <laughs> Wait, so you could have somebody who makes up a new verse for a children's song and it would, and then the people would get in fights over it based on the doctrine that that children's song was teaching. No, what would happen is someone will make up a new verse for a, a children's song. Cause all, a lot of the ones that we've talked about are ones that Almost anybody who grew up in the IFB would know. So someone will make up a new verse for it. They'll sing it at their church. Some bus kid who rides the buses at their church learns it. And then that bus kid grows up and goes to Hiles Anderson and sings it when they're a bus worker on a bus route at Hiles Anderson. And then all of the people who are bus workers with them learn it. And they take it off to their churches that they go to after they graduate. 
and those bus kids end up learning it on the bus that are on their way to First Baptist Church of Hammond, and then they teach it to other bus kids, and it spreads throughout the IFB. So a lot of things like there's no oversight over what is being sung or what is being taught to kids. And it can spread really easily to where, you know, this song, this additional verse for this song that was written in Kansas ends up being sung by kids in an IFB church in New York State. And nobody knows how it got there or who originally wrote it or what's up with it. Interesting. Okay. So, And it's something that like, and nobody who doesn't affiliate or associate with that particular connected group of IFB churches would have any idea it ever existed, which is, it's fascinating because it's, it's such a um, illustration of how this is a subculture. I think there's one more song that I think I'm going to do. We, we have one left, right? We have, yeah, we have time to one pick one more. Okay. Uh, and I think, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't pick the final 1000. Yeah. So can I can I have toxic positivity for 1000, Sadie? Absolutely. <laughs> so Okay. So toxic positivity for 1000 is uh the song that we referenced earlier, if you're happy and you know it, uh IFB style, which is if you're saved and you know it. <laughs> okay, let me play this. So question. Yes. If you just if you've just had cry night and it's all about like, oh, you have to be one hundred percent totally sure that you're saved, because you're singing these songs on a church bus on, on summer camp bus too. Right, or in Sunday school or junior church or whatever. If you've just had cry night from from uh from summer camp, man, like it, you you might not know that you're saved. You might have a little bit of doubt in in your heart that you uh, are one hundred percent sure that you're going to heaven? So here's the thing, though: if you had just you might not be able to clap your hands, or that might be a lie. No, because if you've just had cry night and you were feeling doubts about your salvation, you would have got that dealt with on cry night. That's what cry night is for. I guess. I, okay, so I guess you can't have this before cry night. Yeah, that would be more of a problem. I think the, the the thing about this song that made me put it in the $1,000 category for toxic positivity is that there's a lyric change that you may not have noticed. So obviously you noticed if you're saving you, if you're saved and you know it, clap your hands instead of if you're happy and you know it. But did you notice the other little lyric change? No. You want to enlighten me? Yeah. In the IFB lyrics... If you're saved and you know it, then you really ought to show it. Because in the regular kids version, right, it's if you're happy and you know it, then you really want to show it. In the IFB, everything is about obligation. If you are saved and you know it, you ought to show it. Doesn't matter if you want to or not. In fact, wanting things is kind of getting too close to being sinful anyway. And happiness is not the goal. Salvation is. So portraying happiness about being saved is the goal here. 
not actually being happy or wanting to show your happiness. It is that you are saved and you ought to show that you are saved. This is getting, this is so specific, Yep. but I, 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 I get, man. Okay. I, I get where like that subtle change can really, really, really like make a big difference, man. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's not something that you even would necessarily notice as a kid, but as an adult, looking back at those lyrics, there is clearly an IFB agenda there. And somebody clearly made that decision on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to I want to finish this episode off first by reminding people once again if your kid goes to church and they sing one or more of these songs at church unless the song is oh soldier you're really probably fine. <laughs> that one I would absolutely not recommend for children, but it's uh it's more about the the culture of us versus them thinking the culture of toxic positivity and what messages your kid gets from these songs. So I don't want to unnecessarily scare people like just because their kid likes one of these songs. <laughs> so I wanted to reassure people on the way out. I also want to do, if it's okay with you, Gavi, I want to do like an honorable mention rundown of all of the songs that we didn't get to in this episode. Yeah. So it, um, yeah, like instead of doing like Final Jeopardy, that okay, yeah, so because because we didn't because because we didn't complete the whole Jeopardy board. Yeah. Well, I so I want to go through the songs on the board that we didn't get to, and the rest of my list that didn't make it on the board. Because I, uh, it's like you know, speed mode getting triggered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give us, give us a few. Of okay. Them. So the fine, I guess, songs that uh, didn't get chosen on the Jeopardy board. Let's see. We have "Deep and Wide," which is really borderline between fine and problematic because this is a song about there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. The fountain is a uh, blood it's a fountain of blood if you if you know more Whoa. yeah uh the fountain it, it is a fountain filled with jesus blood in which we are immersed to cleanse us from sins but that's the kids don't necessarily dude that's wh what <laughs> the kids don't necessarily know that and it is not explicit in the lyrics of the song um so that you know, that's that one comes off kind of borderline. Uh, other songs in the fine, I guess, category: um, "Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam," which I have a fun fact about. I found a bunch of lists in looking for songs for this episode. I found a bunch of lists of LDS children songs, and this is one of like the few places that LDS children songs and IFB children songs overlap. Because a lot of the LDS children's songs are geared more specifically for LDS teachings. Like songs like, I want to be a missionary, or I love to see the temple, or an angel came to Joseph Smith. So anyway, that's one of the few that we have in common. Uh, this Little Light of Mine would also be fine, I guess. Um, Zacchaeus is another one. Zacchaeus. You listen so you to this one. you sent me that one. Yeah. You, you sent me that one. Um. Before, like in preparation for doing this episode, you sent me like a couple of these songs, and this was one of them. This one was kind of like confusing to me because, um, uh, 
Is this song in reference to a Bible story that I'm not familiar with? Yeah, this is in the New Testament. Because it's just like a, a I'm actually going to play the song really quick. Okay. So that people can hear it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. So I, 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 so this is clearly in a Bible story that, that I'm just not familiar with. It just seems like an extremely mundane series of events, you know? Yeah. Is there like a, a greater metaphor here that the Lord is not somebody who you need to... Because he's going up in a tree searching for the Lord. And he is, <laughs> is, 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 it, is it a metaphor that the Lord is not somebody that you need to search for, that he is with you in your home at all times? No, it's the because opposite of that. You're, you, there's so much context that you're missing because you don't know the Bible story. <laughs> okay. I This was confusing. He's just like, he's going up in a tree and he's looking for the Lord. And then Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to your house. And he's like, cool. <laughs> That's uh, I never thought about how somebody who didn't know the New Testament would see that song until like this very minute. And it's hilarious. So just for, for listeners who are like wondering how I've been able to do this podcast for so long and not have read the New Testament yet. Um, the reason for that is we're like specifically saving that content so that I can like read it and then we can do content based on me reading it for the first time. So that's why it's not out of like pure laziness and me being clueless. Like it's intentional, but I, I I'm not familiar with this story. Okay. That's the so here, here's the rundown on Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, um, if I'm not mistaken, was a tax collector. He was a Jewish tax collector. So oh, people who that's were, not a stereotype. Well, no, it's not because what <laughs> happened, it's actually not in this one particular case. Uh, Matthew, the writer of the book of Matthew was also a tax collector. These are members of Jewish society who would be hired by the Roman oppressing government to do the government's work for them. Um, so they were not particularly popular in their communities because they were kind of seen as sellouts to the government. So this is, this is, um, this was a thing. And Zacchaeus was a physically very short man. That's why he's referred to as a wee little man in the song. Um, that's, that's in the story. He was very short. This story takes place toward the end of Jesus's ministry when he had gained some popularity and a large group of followers and people knew that he was going to be in town on a certain day. So a lot of people showed up because they wanted to meet this guy who's like making headlines. Zacchaeus was so short that he was in the back of the crowd and he couldn't see Jesus from the back of the crowd. So he climbed up in a tree to be able to see this this guy who was getting famous, making headlines. He like wanted to know who this was. So Jesus passed by and saw this dude up in a tree and he used his God powers to figure out who Zacchaeus was and why he was up in a tree. And he was so impressed with Zacchaeus putting in like the effort to try to meet him 
that he informed Zacchaeus that he was inviting himself to Zacchaeus's house for lunch, basically. And Zacchaeus got like this special one-on-one time with Jesus that everybody who had showed up that day wanted. It's most commonly interpreted as Jesus making a statement about who is valuable in society, because Zacchaeus was a member of a very unpopular profession, and he was a person who maybe felt rejected in his own community, but also in other communities. He was a person who we can assume he felt like he didn't have much of a place in the world. So it's yet another example of Jesus picking somebody who is unpopular or outcast or misfit and purposely choosing to spend time with that person. So that's that's the story. Okay, I guess that makes sense, but it seems like they focused on weird details of the song to to <laughs> I, of the story. The yeah, I can give you in that. The tree and that he's short. Like But that's that's the story. I don't know if that explanation actually helped at all. I mean, it does. I I get it now, but it's just it's still a weird song to me. You know, a lot of the songs on this list are a little weird. So you would sing this song in like in church. Yeah. Was this a, a banger? Yeah. Was this a fun one? You guys like this one? This one, the, mm-hmm. the melody in this one's more fun to sing, I think. Yeah, this it's it's got some unique aspects. It's it's a fun one. Yeah. Other songs that I had on the fine, I guess, list would include. Let's see. <clears throat> I've got peace like a river. One, two, three. Jesus loves me. I'm going to sing, 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 shout, 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 and praise the Lord. Uh, the Grow, Grow, Grow song, which is the read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. That one's also like borderline, but not so bad. Uh, I think that's what I had. Yeah, that's everything I had for the fine, I guess, category. Okay. Uh, any other ones that I missed that we missed out on? Uh, on the board. Yeah, we're going to get to it. So other songs that I had written down for the IFB doctrines uh, category that did not end up on our board at all were the wise man built his house upon a rock. That one is just because it fits IFB doctrine without any modifications. Uh, the, uh, see, everything's all right in my father's house. Um, also known among Hiles Anderson students as everything's all right when I get a spouse. The crayon. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that's an HAC specific as far as I know. <laughs> Um, and all of the uh, former HAC people just busted out laughing in their cars you, or houses. You get a are. spouse and now you can watch uh, Paul and Morgan's videos to teach you how to do sex. Oh, and man. Oh, Paul and Morgan are too liberal for the real fundies. For all of those of you who are listening to this episode right now and love that Paul and Morgan reference, wait for Valentine's Day. We might uh, review some of their uh, 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 sex advice content. We got some things um, in the works. Yeah, we got some things in the works. All right, we hope that you guys enjoy it. We got um, some irons and some fires. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is for IFB Doctrine? <laughs> uh, the Crayon Box song, The Things I Used to Do, I Don't Do Them Anymore, which promotes lordship salvation and probably oh. doesn't really fit with IFB Doctrine, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Somebody Touched Me, of course, goes to IFB Doctrine, IFB Specifics. Um, is it about Jack Scop? Or David Hiles? No. We've talked about Somebody Touch Me. That's the one where you have to run around and act crazy. And it's very, very difficult for those of us with anxiety. Oh, uh, Walk the Bible Way. Give the new look from the old book. Uh, I've Been Redeemed. 
And that's what I had for the IFB doctrines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, toxic positivity. The two that were on the board that we didn't get to were I've got joy down in my heart, deep, deep down in my heart, which is different from I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Um, believe it or not. The other one is uh, I'm so happy and here's the reason why. And then the ones that didn't make the board. Oh, Jesus wants everybody happy. So so you get what I'm saying about toxic positivity. It's not that any one of these songs, other than maybe if you're saved and you know it, is that bad. It's when there's that many songs about I'm happy all the time. I am always happy. I am never not happy. If I'm sad, the devil got me. Like, it gets to a point. <laughs> uh, Christian nationalism. You want to do Christian nationalism? Uh, I guess we have to, don't we? We so, did the two really bad ones, and I'm just like, it, it scarred me. I just had a couple. I have two that we didn't get to. So one of them is Down by the River, which was confusing when I was trying to categorize it. And then I realized that this is also a military song. But this is, so the, the IFB version is uh, Down by the River. I took a little walk. I met up with the devil. I had a little talk, pushed him in the river, hung him on the line. We can beat the devil any old time. And then I found out, oh, this is a military song. And then I found a bunch more that are military chants that were turned into IFB songs. That's really creepy. That's, uh, man. Uh, like Christian Christian, have you heard? Which I was not able to find a video for. I just had to send you the lyrics. But that's that one. I wasn't able to find the military chant that would be the or the origin of it. But I'd put good money on it being one. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't hear that one. I guess, uh, do we have any other Christian nationalism ones? Because we, we only had a few for that category. No, that's it. There were fewer than I thought there would be. Yeah, but man, Oh Soldier, that one hit. That one. But that, that was. That, that one is bad enough for all of them. Any yeah. other ones that we that we need to talk about or anything that. Uh, so I have two more from the otherwise problematic category that we that I need to talk about. Um, one of them is, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. And the, the, my, my issue with this one is the concept that God is always watching. Uh, specifically, that concept gets presented to Christian and fundamentalist children as like a meaner, more powerful version of Santa Claus. Um, and, and I think that, that telling a kid, I don't think there's any, you know, if, if you're a believer, if you're raising your kid to be a believer, uh, telling your kid that God is always with them or God is always present or God is always close by is one thing. But telling them God is always watching you um, tends to just give kids complexes about weird stuff. And just in my experience, I've never yet met a kid who didn't interpret that weirdly. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant as a kid. The other one that I had that was just otherwise weird and problematic was Jesus is the King of the Jungle. This Do one. Do you want me to play this one? Yeah. Play? Would you please? Who is the King of the Jungle? Who, who, who is the King of the Sea? Who is the King of the Universe? And who's the King of me? I'll tell you, J E S U S. Yes, he is the King of me. He is the King of the Universe. 
So that's an interesting song. Uh, hmm. What do you think of that? What do I think of that? Uh, you go first. It is really hard to decide whether this song is incredibly problematic or just written in the 80s. Yeah, because it's kind of goofy. It's yeah, just it's very goofy. It's um the the lyric the main lyrics to the song are Jesus is the king of the jungle, Jesus is the king of the sea, Jesus is the king of the universe, and he's the king of me. Which um doesn't seem that bad. My I think the thing that that gives me the ick about this song is that the hand motions for jungle are doing like a monkey scratch and going ooh ooh like a monk like imitating a monkey and that is the hand motion and sound effect that is always used when the term jungle comes up in IFB children's songs and I just I you know there are people and cultures that live in the jungle and I think that that teaching kids like oh a jungle is a place where people don't live and there's just monkeys in there because that's not even just like common to the ifb i feel like if you're talking like when i heard king of the jungle you know who i thought of i thought of tarzan you know what i'm saying i thought of like phil collins and and the tarzan movie and the um so i i get where you're coming from that this is not that bad what however though these are kids that are raised in missionary culture like they raised to believe that it's their destiny to grow up and make everybody in the world become a Christian. And anything that could even slightly be perceived as racist is just going to, it's going to get under my skin. I mean, monkeys do live in the jungle though. Yeah, but so do like entire civilizations and human cultures and... I don't know. Okay, well, would you would you rather have them do like uh no like like <laughs> what would you rather have them do an imitation of some uh indigenous culture? No, that, that would be worse. That would see that would be like if I'm thinking like what's the least problematic thing that I can say about a jungle is that there's like wildlife. There's there. there's wildlife there. No, yeah. I get where you're coming from. I just think this song has a very very subtle Christian imperialism kind of bent to it. Sure. Okay, I mean, but I mean, it says jungle, sea, and and what else? Universe. King of the jungle and universe, and me. So, is for sea? Is it like fish? For sea, it's usually it's a scuba diver. Oh, okay. The hand motion for that, you plug your nose, and then the other hand, you make like the bubbles from a scuba mask, which is really fun. You're doing the swim, the the, like the seventies disco dance move, the swim. You know that one? Yeah. Okay, well, if if they were making like fish, if they were doing like fish things, I would say that's even because it's animals for sea, animals for jungle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I could definitely be reading too much into this. I just it gives me the ick personally. Sure, I, I mean, I think that you're like it, it. You probably know better than I do. If I heard that and I saw that, I would just be like, whatever, like that. Yeah, that's um, so. The, the last thing, I, so I have like a couple more that I want to shout out just because I don't want to miss triggering anybody. <laughs> so these are other songs that we sang uh, just so hopefully you get to hear your favorite or least favorite called out. Uh, a few scripture songs. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Um, my dad sang that one. I love that one. 
uh, the Fruit of the Spirit song. Uh, let's see. Sanctuary, His Banner Over Me is Love, Rejoice in the Lord Always. Those are kind of scripture songs. They're not word for word, but they're close. Unto the O Lord is another one that it's like uh, almost a scripture song. There are a few little words changed. Uh, let's see. Other songs that you might be familiar with. Everybody Ought to Know, uh, River of Life, Stand Up and Shout It If You Love My Jesus. I did enjoy singing that one that, a lot more than I did. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, the Blast Off song, Do Lord, Mansion Over the Hilltop, Only a Boy Named David, 12 Men Went to Spy on Canaan, which is my favorite bus song to lead because I like doing the 10 were bad and 2 were good really fast because most people can't do that. Uh, oh, Gavi, that's a, it's a song about the, the 12 spies that went into Canaan to... Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, there's when a song Joshua about and they sent them in, and then they said how many people there were in Canaan, and they went and killed everybody. Yeah, but two of the spies were bad. Well, you know, no, well, ten, well, ten were bad. Yeah, ten yeah. were bad, and two were good. That's the song. Um, that's that's a fun one to do. Uh, Heaven is a wonderful place. I love him better every day. which is another spelling song similar to one of the first ones we did, which is the I am a song. song. It's I love him better every D-A-Y close by his S-I-D-E. I will a B-A-B-I-D-E close by his side. I will abide. I love him better every D-A-Y. Uh, Happiness is the Lord all wrapped up, all tied up, all tangled up in Jesus. Another really fun hand motion song. Uh, I've been redeemed. And as the final honorable mention, the potato chip song. I don't know the potato chip song. What's the potato chip song? It's a repeat after me song. Uh, the lyrics are... Potato chip, potato chip, munchy crunchy. I love Jesus, a bunchy bunchy. And what it does goes. Jesus have to do with potato chips? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus was Jesus died long before the invention of potato chips. That is true. Did you know that potatoes are from like the Americas? Potatoes are, are from yeah. South America and, mm -hmm. and 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 Central America, and then. Europe got a hold of potatoes and they were just like, what are those? And then made everything out of them. Hmm. Well, now that we've talked with talked about potatoes, <laughs> I think we're done with this very long rambling episode. By all means, sound off in the Facebook group or social media. Let me know. Uh, did I get your favorite or least favorite fundamentalist Christian song? What did I miss because this list has been only things that I was familiar with as a kid. So not even songs that I learned at Hiles Anderson or that were added later. This is only the stuff that I sang as a kid. Or if you had these songs, but you had them with like slightly different lyrics and you're like, please uh, go into the comment section for this episode and fight about what the correct lyrics for all of these songs are. Um, Oh yeah, this yeah. is this is gonna be super <laughs> yeah. fun. Let us know. Let us know. We're excited about yeah getting to hear from you on this episode. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, I I guess that's it for today's episode. Um, next week we're talking. We're we're doing a big one next week. This was kind of like a fun lighter one. Um, next week we're doing one of our big like major topics that we wanted to cover and that is calvinism we're talking about calvinism what it is why it's gotten popular more recently i guess why uh why it's kind of in vogue right now and uh just general thoughts about it and that's really exciting because that's a big one that people have been asking us to do for a long time um 
and and I'm excited for you guys to hear that one. Uh, so if you like our show, if you're a fan of our show, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you hit that follow button. Make sure that you, uh, if, if you want an extended version of today's episode with maybe a couple extra songs that we couldn't fit into the streaming version, you can go to patreon.com slash leaving Eden podcast, uh, and you'll get the extended and uncensored and ad free version of today's episode. It should be super fun. Um, you can join our Facebook group and our subreddit, both of which are called Eden Exodus, both great places to discuss the show with people. Um, and you can follow the show on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Leaving Eden Podcast, on Twitter at Leaving Eden Pod. Sadie, do you want to plug your social media? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Sadie Carpenter Music, on Twitter at Helia Sadie, and on TikTok at Sadie Carpenter One. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at G-A-V-R-I-E-L-H-A-C-O-H-E-N. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.